0: This is why you gotta listen to your intuition. Even when you're making investments, you gotta listen to your intuition, not the fear. And so I took that leap and everything worked out, you know? And so it's, you have to learn how to get comfortable with taking leaps.
1: Stephanie Bellinger is a spiritual mindset transformation coach and the creator of the Spiritual Boss Babe brand. And you might have seen her being featured alongside her business besties, Manifestation Babe, Catherine Zinkina, CEO Psyche's Jen Casey, and Manifestor Ashley Gordon online, right on social media. But her business and life weren't always this glamorous and put together. In fact, she She started out as a personal trainer while at the same time creating custom-made corsets that she would mail to celebrities. She really thought that was going to be her big break. So how did she go from small-time accessory maker in her apartment to spiritual maven? Not without a lot of personal development and introspection.
0: And there were points in a lot of those things where I questioned, can I really do this? Is this really gonna work? Am I gonna fail? Do I really have what it takes? Am I really good enough? Am I really
1: smart enough? In this episode, I asked Stephanie about all the parts of her story that turned her into the powerhouse coach that she is today. Also, please allow me to give you a trigger warning. In this episode, Stephanie discusses escaping an abusive relationship, which may be a sensitive subject for some listeners. Please exercise caution when listening to this episode. Now, we had to cut the interview down for the podcast, but I kept the full interview inside our uncut vault at theglobalphenomenon.com slash uncut which you can access completely free. In the full version, you will hear about Stephanie's upbringing, how did spirituality enter her life, some more details about how Stephanie left her abuser and rebuilt her life, and a whole lot more about all the odd jobs that built her into the businesswoman that she is today. To watch the full version for free, go to theglobalphenomenon.com slash uncut and if you're listening on apple podcast please head over to the review section and leave us a five-star review and say something nice it really helps support the show and thanks here's my interview with the spiritual boss babe herself stephanie bellinger Welcome to The Global Phenomenon, the podcast about online coaching, the inspiring new career path responsible for multiple self made millionaires, opening the doors for experts and professionals like you and me to stop living paycheck to paycheck and design a rich and abundant life with one purpose to help others. I'm your host, Ina Coveney, six figure entrepreneur and business coach. Listen for lessons and strategies that will turn you. Into the next global phenomenon. Today's episode begins now. Today, we're going to be talking to Stephanie Bellinger, who is the spiritual boss, babe. And I'm so excited that you're here, Stephanie. Thank you so much
0: for coming on the show. And thank you so much for having me, Ina. I'm so excited
1: to be here. Okay. So, before we start, because there's so much to cover today. Can you tell everyone what is it that you do right now and who you serve right now?
0: I help spiritual entrepreneurial women really stand out in their business and really just be the fullest expression of their self with everything that they're doing, everything that they're sharing, everything that they're creating in life and in business. And so a lot of what I share and teach is around the energetics of success and really being the highest expression of yourself so that you can be, do, and have anything that you put your mind to. And I'm really passionate about helping people get their message out in the world in a much bigger way. And as many of us know, that comes from the internal work of like really owning it, really being clear and going all in on your dreams and the work that you're here to do on the planet.
1: Can you share with us, were you always this enlightened? Was there a time when you didn't think so strongly about this spiritual effect uh, of what our internal thoughts have in our lives? Yeah.
0: Um, It's funny. I don't really consider myself necessarily as enlightened, (laughs) but um, I enjoy self-reflecting on my own lessons and patterns and you know experiences that have helped me grow. And I have not. I've always been into spirituality for as long as I can remember. I I got really into angel cards and divination and psychic abilities and energy work um, and spirit guides when I was a teenager. I was like fourteen, but. I was in an abusive relationship at that time and that was like the only place I had to turn. So I went on this expansion journey after that and eventually years down the line, I was led to psychedelics and plant medicine and that really catapulted a lot for me and actually inspired my business and everything that I'm doing essentially and has helped me shift old paradigms, heal past trauma, unleash and free my voice, open my channel and be the fullest expression of myself is exactly why I help other people and create life on my terms and be the boss of my own life. And that's what spiritual boss babes really are, the boss of their own life, creating life on your own terms and business of your dreams.
1: What happened later on? Because you mentioned you had been in an abusive relationship a -hmm. little bit later in your teenage years. Um, And for anybody who's listening right now, who kind of went through that, maybe like some kind of bullying in school and going into a toxic relationship, what do you think was the attraction to that relationship and staying in that relationship until you were able to break free? Um, Well, I, in my senior year of high school, I
0: was really finally starting to come out of my shell, or sorry, my freshman year of high school, Uh, I was starting to come out of my shell and being more outgoing. And finally felt like I was being myself. And then I have always been like really wanting to find love, like for as long as I can remember too. And I met this person and felt wanted finally for the first time in my experience. And, you know, he showered me with all of this love and attention and you know, everything that people do in the beginning of abusive relationships until you're in too deep that it just becomes a brainwashing mind fuckery experience. And my self-esteem at the time was still shaky. I was overweight. I was like self-conscious, all that stuff. And so I entered that relationship when I was 14 and it quickly got you know, unhealthy. And it was just, it lasted five and a half years. And I eventually felt like afraid to leave because I was literally scared for my life half the time. Yeah. And I, looking back, I'm really grateful for that experience because it helped me really become who I am today. Because during that time, I lost 60 pounds. I started meditating every day. I started really getting into spirituality. And I started doing like, you know, a lot of things inside and out to build the strength to leave that relationship and to follow my dreams. And all of my motivation pretty much stems from that time in my life. Because once I lost the weight, I was like, oh, if I could lose 60 pounds in six months, I could do anything. It was this belief of, well, anything I put my mind to, I could do it.
1: Do you feel okay to share what was the final trigger that made you leave the relationship and how that went? I'm hoping that gives courage to some people listening who might see themselves in that situation. I'd love to know what happened. Um, I knew I wanted to leave for a really long time. Um,
0: when we, we moved in together when I was 19, and the moment I moved in, I was like hysterical. I was like, "Oh my god, my life is over!" Like I was crying. I was so upset. I did not want to do it, but I felt like I had to. But I left him in November, so I moved in in like July. I left in November of that year, and I planned it out. I had to really plan it out, like way ahead of time, because I like I you I was dealing with like a sociopath, like you know, crazy absolute like there's no consciousness that exists when someone like that is enraged there's no thinking like it's out the window (laughs) so I had to like really plan it out and I told my close family and friends like that I was thinking of leaving that I was going to do it and I started packing things in suitcases and like hiding them around the house when he was home and I started like not really sleeping in the bedroom as much and just kind of falling asleep early on the couch while I was reading and just drifting away. And I then I went to this psychic uh, healer around that time and I asked her if she could support me with protection um, because I told her what I was gonna do and I felt like I needed added protection energetically um, for the process. I was planning on leaving him this particular weekend And when he was at work, I did this um, like little ritual to drift us apart, cut the cord, let this be peaceful and easy and all this stuff. So when he got home from work that night, he found out his dad died. So I decided to wait an extra like month or two (sighs) because I was like, I'm not going to leave. Like his dad just died and all this stuff. And like, I felt like... I, you know, should wait, and um, so I did. And he wasn't very mean during that time because he was mourning the loss of his dad. So I plan on waiting, and I decided, all right, I'm gonna do it this weekend. And I told my mom and everyone. And then Friday before that Sunday, he came to me and he's like, "I have a feeling we're gonna break up. You know, we're drifting apart." Maybe we should just go our separate ways and just, um, you know, end things. And I was shocked. I was like, whoa, like this is so much easier than I thought. So I said to him, yeah, you're right. I was thinking of going to my mom's for a couple of weeks and taking a break. And, you know, and then as soon as I said that, he flipped shit and, you know, it was called his mom, was screaming, throwing things. And then I was sitting on the couch and the way that our apartment was set up, there was like a wall before our kitchen be- between the couch. So he went in the kitchen. I couldn't see him in the kitchen, but I watched him walk into the kitchen and he opened the utensil drawer. And I, as soon as I heard the utensil drawer open, I knew that I needed to run. So I didn't even have time to think. I just flew out of the apartment barefoot in 30 degree weather in my pajamas um I left my keys I left my phone I didn't look behind me I had no time to look behind me to see because I knew he was going to chase me so I I ran around the corner and I knocked on some stranger's door and I opened it because I didn't have time to wait for someone to open it and it was unlocked like oh, freaking thank god it was literally unlocked and it was this big biker dude and his gothic wife and their two kids and i was like you know hysterical and then meanwhile you hear him in the parking lot revving my car engine screaming crazy shit like you're gonna die you know all this crazy stuff but as soon as i was in this apartment i felt like i was finally free
1: and i was so relieved and i knew that i was safe that is an incredible story i mean it's it's my only hope that anybody who's listening to this, who is in kind of a toxic relationship, they have the courage someday to be able to leave, and that it goes well. <laughs> <So> <laughs> nobody gets hurt. Nobody. I mean, that is an amazing, an amazing journey you went on. So yeah. how did how do you think that has informed what your relationships were like? from that point on? What were some maybe new beliefs that you adopted after that?
0: Well, I knew for sure I would never, ever, ever end up with someone who would physically harm me or talk to me in the way that he did. Like that like would never happen. Just absolutely not, like no fucking way. My new beliefs around relationships, it took a lot of work because I had a lot of healing to do around that. I mean, I'm talking years and years of, this is 15 years ago of work. And um, I did end up in a relationship again that was emotionally abusive. And I didn't realize because that's very, very covert and very challenging to detect yeah. because they're not actually mean. So yeah, so I answered this emotionally abusive one. But the thing was, I was also, I was aware of certain things and not tolerating them. But at the same time, I was still participating in the dynamic for quite some time until I, you know finally was like, all hey, right, this is literally toxic. This is literally, it's just, it's not it's not healthy, like at all, and ended that. And it was one of the biggest heartbreaks I had ever gone through in my life. And it was actually only a couple of years ago. And I was like, how the fuck did I end up in this? after all the work I did after everything I know after it was really quite strange for me, but in hindsight, I see that it actually dredged up a lot of really old stuff that I still needed to heal and process. And I was able to do that in a way now or then, sorry, then in a more effective way than I, I didn't previously know how to process old stuff. So he thankfully in hindsight, drudged that stuff up, I was able to process it because I have new tools, new awarenesses, uh, a beautiful community of of friends
1: and soul family. And uh, yeah. Can we talk a little bit about people who are listening, especially when they're trying to accomplish something in their life? It could be finding love, right? It could be starting the business of their dreams and they find themselves locked in patterns what should they be mindful of what are some things they should be really really aware of so they can start to break them really listen to their gut feelings I think for me a lot of times
0: I had gut instincts or intuitions and giving yourself what you desire and need and setting a standard of how you expect to be treated and not and holding that and not allowing anything less and so if they did find, if you do find yourself in a pattern like that again, um, with someone who is, you know, manipulative, emotionally abusive, whatever, insecure, then that you can recognize their behaviors sooner mm-hmm. because you could recognize your internal feelings sooner and you cannot tolerate it by speaking about it and setting a boundary. And if they don't re- ex- respect that, if they don't Listen, if they don't, um, you know, honor that or whatever, you're out. I'm very intentional about the people that I surround myself with. And it's easier then to notice when someone's not treating you right when everyone else around you is treating you like a freaking queen. And you could see things earlier on. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah. And I would love to know a little bit more about this spirituality that goes into really creating the life you want. So for for all of us who are like the Taipei who never even turn to see spirituality, who think of spirituality as something completely separate from themselves, which you know as an expert, it's not. Where does spirituality fit into our lives and how can we tap into it? What are the tools that we have at our disposal that maybe we haven't even considered
0: before? Well, I feel like spirituality and really creating the life that you want in all areas, it always comes back to your relationship with yourself and how you feel on the inside and who you express as on the outside. Um, So for me, at the very beginning of my journey, before I even left that toxic relationship, I started learning about self-love and developing practices and routines that supported me in opening my heart to myself. And one of those things, of course, was meditation and really being with myself and getting and clearing my mind so that I could, ab- so that I was able to hear the voice of my soul, which is my higher self, the voice of truth, the voice of the intuition, instead of the ego and, you know, listening to all these you know, limiting beliefs and stories and disempowering concepts of self. When you have an empowering concept of yourself, your reality reflects that in every way, including the money that you're making, the people that you're impacting, the relationships that you have, you know, everything is a reflection of your inner world. So to me, this spiritual journey isn't so much as you know, going up in the ethers and connecting to your spirit guides. I mean, yeah, that's the thing you could do. But it's also like, how can I bring more of my soul self, the truth of who I am back online in this physical vessel to experience the most amount of love I could possibly experience. And I feel like it's a journey of lessons. I I like to look for the lessons in every experience, even experiences that I've had that have been challenging or painful. I always seek the lessons. I'm always asking myself, what is this teaching me? What do I need to learn from this? That's going to allow me to evolve and expand. And the faster that we learn the lessons, the
1: faster we quantum leap. Can we switch gears for a minute and talk a little bit about business? So Mm -hmm. I went back to your story and it's incredible. All the, all the, pivots that you've had Mm -hmm. since the beginning right starting out with uh, you know health and fitness beach body Mm -hmm. uh, then creating your own crystals and selling your own your own crystal jewelry uh, becoming a personal trainer then independizing yourself then going like then bartending at the same time that you're launching your businesses (laughs) and I'm always very curious to know talking to someone who has been you know launching her business for the past 10 years, right? You've been in business for about 10 years. I know it's crazy. Right? I am very curious to know what is your perspective looking back at your entire journey? How do you how do you see it? How do you explain your ups and downs to people? And one can every what can everybody learn from the past 10 years of your life?
0: <laughs> there have definitely been a lot of um, challenges and successes and fear. I remember first starting out with everything, I just felt so motivated and inspired, like anything is possible. You know, you got that new inspiration of I'm going to create my dream life and business and do whatever it takes. And a lot of people jump out the gates with that excitement, that initial excitement of what's possible. And actually I want to invite people listening to reconnect to that because I think it's a really powerful place to be. I just made a post about this the other day of, Remember that new excitement you had in the beginning? Like why not like revisit that and bring that energy into the now when you're you know continuing to grow and everything because along the way, as we face challenges and failures and ups and downs and sometimes it can create trauma in your business and like, you know, uh, lose the magic of that new inspiration. So for me, everything I did, I went all in with, And there were points in a lot of those things where I questioned, can I really do this? Is this really going to work? Am I going to fail? Do I really have what it takes? Am I really good enough? Am I really smart enough? And when I was doing my fitness business, when I finally went self-employed, which was the first actual fully self-employed experience, I was so excited because I was living in New York City and I was like, oh my God, I made it. Like I'm completely on my own. I am my own freaking boss. I'm making, you know, five figure months living on 23rd and third, like, you know, doing the thing. And it wasn't all rainbows and butterflies. I didn't have like this amazing posh lifestyle by any means, but it was a huge milestone. And then I started getting into personal development way more during that time when I started Beachbody as well, because I didn't want to just be a trainer and realizing, oh my gosh, I need to work on my mindset. Oh my gosh. I went to this event with Shalene Johnson for entrepreneurs. She was my first She's the one who helped me lose 60 pounds at home. And then she was doing these events later on in my life when teaching entrepreneurs how to market their business. I remember when I was 17, I would would work out to Chalene in the mornings when I was in that abusive relationship. And I said to myself, man, I wish someday I could be like her. I want to be like her someday and motivate people. And then here I am later on in my twenties going to her entrepreneur event, smart success. Then I got way into the mindset stuff. And that's when I started doing EMDR therapy. I saw someone in New York. I learned about hypnosis. I learned about EFT. I learned about NLP, all tools to reprogram your unconscious mind and shift your energy and heal. And I I had to work through these things because I noticed I was having all these doubts of, am I going to be able to keep my business up? Am I going to be able to, you know, succeed? What if I run out of money? You know, all this stuff was coming up. I'm not smart enough, and it was debilitating me. And eventually, it debilitated me enough that I ended up getting a side job again, bartending. Mm-hmm. And um, that's also when I realized I wanted to shift and pivot things eventually into my spiritual coaching business. So I learned a lot along the way, is what I'm getting at. It was not always easy. And it still isn't. There's still times when, you know, I have things come up, but that's what happens when we continuously up-level. When I quit my jobs, I was scared shitless, but I had the trust and I had to leap into the uncertainty. And, you know, in order to grow your business and be on this journey and be successful, you have to take the leaps. And when I invested, you know, my first mentor was like $25,000 and I paid her in cash And I didn't have that. I put some on credit cards and they, but I paid her in full. And that was so scary for me because I was not making like crazy money at that time, but I knew inside that it was something that was going to help me. And this is why you got to listen to your intuition. Even when you're making investments, you got to listen to your intuition, not the fear. And so I took that leap and everything worked out, you know? Mm. And so it's, you have to learn how to get comfortable with taking leaps And that's what separates the people who are the most successful from the people who just sit around waiting.
1: Do you remember the point in your spiritual boss, babe business? Maybe it was a particular launch or a particular new client that you signed when you felt, oh my God, this is actually working. Do you remember when that was?
0: Yeah, I this is actually a small example because I was still working at my jobs. I was fitness, I was living in Tampa at the time. I was personal training at a boot camp at Orange Theory and then I was bartending during the day. And I'll never forget this program that I launched it was called Everyday Magic. <laughs> and it was only like a $200 program, 2-300 bucks. And I remember I was working at a shift at the bar during the day and it was completely empty. And then I just saw all these payment notifications coming in. I had like, I didn't have a whole lot of people sign up, but I mean, I made like 2000 bucks in, in that shift that I was at the bar. And I was like, wow, I'm literally sitting here at an empty bar and I'm looking at my phone, having all of this stuff come in. And so in that moment, I realized, wow. Okay. And I could do this. And this is a thing. And my community started growing rapidly, like crazy at that time. And I just
1: decided to go all in. Thank you so much for sharing all that. And as we're winding down, there's a couple last questions that I like to ask our guests. Mm-hmm. So the first one being, what do you think is, a, is the biggest misconception that people have of you as a successful businesswoman? Hmm. The biggest misconception,
0: maybe that I never deal with <laughs> challenges or struggles like they do. Um, I I'm very open, and authentic about things like that, but I want to say blood, sweat and tears that I've had to put into all of this and that, you know, it's, it does take work and it takes consistency and dedication and it can be easier and more aligned and all of that great stuff and focus on your vibration and all that stuff that I, that I talk about. And at the same time, it, you're, it, it does take work. And so I feel like maybe one of the misconceptions a lot of times is people not, they see not just me, but other people online as well. And they think, Oh, it just comes so easy for them. You know, they had so much success so quickly, or, you know, you compare yourself to other people And just know that myself and other people that you see online, um, we're human. We have our days, we have our doubts, we have our fears, we have our struggles, we have our freaking crying on the freaking bathroom floor, breakdowns. We have everything that anyone goes through as they're becoming the person they need to become to allow and receive what they want. So um, I think that's important to know. And be aware of because it's not about being perfect or having overnight success. It's about deciding that you're already successful, that it's already done, that it already is, and then becoming that that person.
1: Thank you so much for sharing that. Uh, I really feel like everybody needs to hear that from our heroes in particular, <laughs> that challenges still exist. You know, mm-hmm. Making 10K months does not solve all of your lives problems, Mm -hmm. right? Like we need to learn how to deal with challenges at every level. So my last question for you is if everyone who's listening had to do what you're about to tell them to do and they have to do it in the next 24 hours, they have no choice. What would that be? It's funny.
0: The the only thing that pops into my mind is dancing in front of the mirror. (laughs) (laughs) It's so funny because one of my mantras is the more fun i have the more money i make mm-hmm. and something i really love to do is mirror work and really just feeling myself and dancing in front of the mirror and you know i think a lot of people uh, get so hung up on doing the work and being behind their computer and figuring out what to post and you know focusing on all these little heavy topics or, or, not, or just like boring things <laughs> and one thing that needs to be a priority is your vibration And nothing shifts your vibration faster than putting on an awesome pump up song, dancing your ass off for like even just one song, being silly in front of the mirror, maybe saying something that you need to hear and pumping yourself up. So I would suggest to do that, to see how quickly and easily you can shift your state and your vibe and uh, be silly. And from there, do whatever you gotta do.
1: What's your song? I
0: have a lot of songs. Um, You know what song I really love that shifts my vibe though? Like this isn't necessarily, I don't always dance to it, but um, for any of you who know Activation Vibration on Instagram, she's awesome. Heather, she has a really amazing song called Cellular Upgrade. And it is just, you listen to that song and hear the words and the lyrics. It's uh, pretty, pretty potent the way that it could shift your frequency. So I love listening to that, but I have so many songs and I just grab my hula hoop and do some hoop dancing in front of my mirror flow. And that's usually how I start my morning.
1: Nice. I love it. So Stephanie Bellinger, it has been such a pleasure. Thank you so much for going really deep, really personal with us. Um, We really like to get to know, uh, to get to know you in a really, really personal level. And, And I, Thank you so much for your generosity today. Mm. It's been really an honor to talk to you.
0: Thank you for having me. This has been awesome. I so appreciate it.
1: So where can everybody go and follow you, find you and learn more about what you do?
0: Yeah. So I'm mostly on Instagram these days at the spiritual boss, babe. I love connecting with people on there. So if you want to say hi or screenshot this when you listen and tag us in your Insta stories, I always love that. Um, so it's at the Spiritual Boss Babe or my website spiritualbossbabe.com. You can find everything there. You can find, you know, my quiz, the different programs and mini courses, and all the things, uh, the podcast. Everything's on my site. Super easy to find. We actually just did a full rebrand of the site, and the quiz is new. So I highly recommend taking the Spiritual Boss Babe quiz because it will show you where you are on the Spiritual Boss Babe journey and what you need to do to quantum leap to your next level so it's really fun and it has a lot of cool songs with the quiz one of the goodies that i share are my favorite songs for each archetype
1: (laughs) nice and we're gonna put all those links inside the show notes so everybody can go and check them out thank you so much stephanie you're the best (laughs) thank you hey there ina here After this episode, you may be wondering how you can also achieve the kind of success that our guest has experienced in their entire career. So hit follow and subscribe to catch me on Thursday for a brand new lesson on how to grow your coaching business, even if you have a small audience. And if you'd like to hear the full interview with all the details that only the super fans care about, get free access to all of our uncut interviews by going to theglobalphenomenon.com uncut. And I'll see you on the next one. Thank you so much for listening. You know that part in this episode that made you go, oh my God, I need to write that down. I want to know what that was. So go over to Instagram and find me at yourengagementcoach and send me a DM. I want to hear it. And if your business bestie is missing out on all of these juicy strategies, make sure to take a screenshot of the episode and share it to your stories. Remember to tag me so that I can thank you personally for all your support.